with Adam and Jay. Hey, peaches! Welcome to Fix It, where friends don't let friends fix pop culture alone. I'm Adam. And I'm Jay. And you're our listener. Hey there, listeners. Ho there, listeners. Uh, just control, listeners. Take control. Control. That's right. Control. In Vlisteria, we have blown all of the bridges and tunnels. Control. And you, and uh, the, the, the martial law... Is has been de- has been declared by the people. Control. Take Flisteria back, everyone, if you dare, if you dare. From uh, us. Look, we need to strength. We need to we need to strengthen up our tiny little world of Listeria. We oh for okay. The, you, you have no idea. It's like it's like uh, Fable Three. All the terrible things that we do to our citizenry is is in in the effort of strengthening them to fight the oncoming darkness. You know, I never played Fable Three. That's fun. Oh, is that what happens? Well, you find out. I mean, spoilers for Fable Three. This game has been out for ten years. Uh, There, you you are basically like you. uh, Maybe it's Fable. I'm pretty sure it's Fable Three. You there's like a mechanic of like ruling the nation because like you take out the king and like you're the once and future ruler, and so you take over and you realize that the reason that the king was such a jerk Mm -hmm. and was you know really taking advantage of his citizenry is that like. There's like a, a huge that like he's preparing for like a huge oncoming darkness, like a force that they have to wage war against. Oh. So you have to make that it like it, it's you know it, it it expands the concept of the moral gray area. In sure. That like yeah, this guy was a jerk, but he was like really there trying, was a very big reason. There was a why. big reason why, and so you you as the ruler, you have like like five years or something. Like it kind of like expands into a meta like sure. In like, like, hey, what? How are you going to like help your nation, but also not have everyone get killed? You when, know, when the darkness comes, I can't. Yeah, I can't remember what the actual bad guy is, but it's something. It's not the darkness. Yeah, it's it is a choice that a lot of people didn't. It, it's a very polarizing game. Really, that one. Yeah, oh. I hope I'm. I hope it's Fable Three. I don't know. I was just referencing what happened in the movie, Jay. Yeah. So everyone of Listeria, <laughs> you learn to sword fight because you will need it. Yes. The bigger the sword, the better. Yeah. What? Did I? I sent you that TikTok of the guy of the guy training with a big Buster sword, like a big wooden Buster sword that he can put weights on, so he can like learn how to like. No, you did wield. not. No, you absolutely did not. Okay, send I'll have me to I'll video. have to find it again because it's like this guy just doing like he's basically it's a workout regimen for how to wield a huge sword. Yes. And I, I, I definitely sent this to you. No, you, you okay, did not. We'll watch it after this. We'll yes, it. we absolutely it's will. Because like, it's, it's, you're lucky I'm not it's stopping a, this podcast right now to watch it's it. It's aggressively something that you would do. Yes, it's like it's your vibe. Is so he hard. playing Devil May Cry Five music in the background? He, uh, honestly, I think he, if not, he should be. If he. <laughs> How do I jump and spin this a bunch of times? (laughs) I had the training for how to jump and hover in the air with with the power of my sword slashes. Yes, and being awesome. I think it must maybe it's the coat. You know, 
Sure. He weights his a coat. Lot, a lot of good coach. Puts yeah. a lot of weight in his coat, and then when he finally doesn't have the weights on his coat, he can jump real good. Anyways, hi, everybody. Welcome to Fix It. Uh, I'm Jay. That's Adam. Uh, you may know us for, uh, from the, the wildly popular uh, YouTube reaction channel, Previewed, or you may know us from uh, just, you, you know, getting fired from a uh, a local uh, children's uh, uh, <laughs> a sane asylum. Because nobody works there anymore. No one works there. It's it's a one-person operation. Uh, this is our show, Fix It, where every week Adam and I take a piece of pop culture that maybe missed the mark, maybe didn't quite get there, maybe just needed an actual plot, and we fix it. Um, and this week we were going to be fixing, I guess it was 2022? No, man, that came out in 2020. Oh, was it 2020? Yeah. 2020s? It came out later, yeah, a while ago. New Mut- the New Mutants. The New Mutants. The New Mutants. Yeah, it was supposed to come out, I think, like... 2018, it was like in, that. but then I kept getting pushed back it was and pushed in back and pushed back and pushed back. Development hell for an extraordinarily long time. The making of this movie was scarier than the movie itself. Yeah, and like to the point where we, I think you and I did trailer reactions multiple times for this. We did. And so far apart that we had kind of forgotten that we had done it before. Mm-hmm. Like to the degree I was like, oh, they I think they just this is one of those reshoot movies that like I think they just reshot the entire thing. Twenty yeah, it came out in twenty twenty. Twenty twenty? Okay. They finally just like uh, uh, take it. We don't, we don't, what are we gonna do? Uh streaming. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh. But we're fixing the new mutants this week. We're gonna fix the new mutants. Um the movie that uh, honestly this was my first watch through. I had I did oh, had did? not seen it. Oh, well that makes I had sense. not seen so, it. Because it just uh, it, it just didn't come up, and I'd heard bad things, and I, I have a lot of affection for the New Mutants, yeah. and so I didn't necessarily want to dive in. And this movie had, like, has thoroughly vexed me to a degree that I don't know how to handle. Yep. Um, yeah. But before we get into the New Mutants, uh, we have come to my absolute favorite part of the show, mm-hmm. um, where Adam and I uh, touch base with each other. Uh, and, uh, you know, grow our friendship and grow our, our union and our bond, as oh, it were. It's so nice. a little bit of fellowship uh, in a segment we call Roll for Convo. Roll for Convo. <laughs> Adam has in front of him 20 conversation starters that our lovely producer, Brian, who is just truly the best producer in the game, but is also just one misstep away from being sent to the phantom realm uh oh you're spinning in a mirror and i'm gonna roll a 20-sided die on my phone because i don't have a dice right now come at me they're all packed away yep the wizard of the discord is going to roast me a bit uh, on this and that's fine um come at me bro (laughs) (laughs) Um, i'm gonna roll a 20-sided die and i got a gentleman's 18. Wow, that just comes right up. There's yeah. no suspense or anything. It's just like, number, here, but number. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's computers. That's kind of what they do. I mean, sure, <laughs> but, you know, a little presentation, <laughs> spin the dice a little bit, give you know. Like, no, man. Oh, no. No, we're speed running this D&D campaign. Let's go. All right. Question 18. What would you want your last meal to be? My last meal? What would you want your last meal to be? This, I, this is actually something that I've thought about multiple times okay uh and i don't and and i feel like my answer changes is on the daily um i would i would like um i would like a lobster thermidor which is when they take uh a uh, A lobster a lobster Mm -hmm. and they toss it in a um, thermos 
Yeah, yes, it's lobster in a thermos. Thermos. It's just, I, well, it's a thermidor. I yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just a thermos full of hot lobster meat. That's exactly what I want. Great. I want it. I, I just want. Ooh, ooh, get that Coleman out and just. Ooh, it yeah. Keeps things warm and cold. I got a Coleman full, full, sure. full of sea bug meat. Yum, yum, yum. Oh God, they no, are sea bugs. Aren't uh, it's they. they uh, uh, it, it's it is lobster, and then they they prepare the lobster, and they open up the tail, and they pull out all of the lobster meat, okay. and then they th- they toss uh, the lobster in a tarragon cream sauce. And then normally they serve. They put it like back. They put it back into the the tail and like serve it in the lobster once again. Okay. And it is, it is heaven. It is heaven. There is a restaurant in Atlantic City called the Knife and Fork uh, that is relatively close to uh, the Cooper Shore House. Okay. And so for special occasions, uh, we go there, mm-hmm. and it's. It's my absolute. I am no, especially when I go out to eat with my in laws. I am not the type of person that like tries to get the most expensive thing on the menu. Okay, like I try to be like a reason. I, I try to be you know a good guest. I try to be a good guest, sure. a, cheap, a cheapish date, to 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 some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's the thing where we're going there, and I'm like, I, I look at my my father in law. I'm like, I'm I'm getting the lobster thermidor. I'm, I'm sorry it's the most expensive thing on the menu, but I need you to know it is going to, it is, the, the morale boost is going to be, the ROI on that is very high. <laughs> He's like, oh, I know, I'm getting it too, don't worry about it. He's like, it's the best. I would have a lobster thermidor with like a, 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 a sweet potato mash and then maybe maybe like a light kale salad. And this is just today. It could change. I also could go like dirt dirt version and like just like fried chicken like oh okay yeah like a good like a good like fried chicken that could be a good last meal or i also think about (laughs) strap in everybody here we go Uh, i think about okay i think about this a lot i don't know why this is something i think this is a good question for me because i think about this a lot i also am like look if i'm going to the electric chair I want to I want to make a mess when I go out. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to fill myself so full of so much slop. <laughs> want to be like, a sloppy goblin? I want to be I want to be a big old electric chair like water balloon full of goo. <laughs> uh, dessert is like some kind of like tres leches, like ice cream like I would imagine like it would be a it would be a Tres Leches brownie ice cream sundae with like hot fudge and caramel and some peanuts on top. Like something delicious. But yeah, I want to be, or yeah, just like feel myself full of slop. So I just pop like a big old balloon, you know? Sure. Like, I oh guess. man, he ate like, ooh. <laughs> My last meal is just, I want, I want a Home Depot bucket full of like pop rocks, full and... of gumbo, oh. full of like, ri- like day old gumbo. I want, I want it. <laughs> I want a bit to be a mess. <laughs> so a spite meal. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm going to go, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make them work for it. <laughs> you know? Sure. What about you? What's your last meal? I don't know, man. Chicken. Uh, maybe uh, some tortellini. What would be your dessert? Uh, there's no dessert. Maybe garlic bread. Maybe some garlic bread. With garlic that? bread as dessert. Sure, why not? Or but you like your. You could have your birthday cake. Your your white. Like your, ye- your yellow cake. 
Okay. Chocolate frosting birthday sure. cake that you have every year. I don't usually consider dessert as part of the meal. It's desserts like a little later on. It's your last meal on the earth. You're going to die. You you have get to have dessert. Oh, okay. You know? That's maybe some ice cream. Okay, yeah. Because ice cream is the one food. Like, whenever you're on a diet or something and, like, you get cravings and stuff, you don't have any idea of how to relate to me on this. Sorry, bud. Most of the time when you're, like, depriving yourself, like, I I try to keep my sugar intake pretty low. Makes sense, yeah. Um, uh, But a lot of times, like, I get, like, sugar cravings. And most of the times when I ever indulge in it, most of the time... It is never. It never satisfies the way I want it to. Huh? Like it never lives up to like your like you dreaming about it. You know what I mean? Your expectation. It's never really met. Ice cream is the one food that absolutely meets every expectation. Oh, ice cream you have, and you're like, yeah, this is as good as I thought it was going to be, and more. It's ice cream is the Hamilton of desserts. Huh? It lives up to the hype a hundred percent. Huh? You know? That's interesting. I think your last meal would probably be like a steak dinner. You like steak? Yeah, not that much. Huh. You'd have tortellini. It's, it's tasty. Okay. It's a ragu sauce. All right. A ragu? Yeah. Like an actual ragu or the brand ragu? The brand ragu. Oh, okay. A ragu is normally a meat sauce of some kind. There is meat sauce ragu. I, I suppose there is, isn't there? There is. I suppose. <laughs> Never have we ever had a roll for convo that was more lopsided. Never. This is like, I have eight answers, and Adam has none. Maybe maybe three. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I also like, I don't dream or think about food before I'm eating it. Ever. Ever. At all. No. That's so fascinating to me. Because when he says like, oh, it lives up to the, the what you imagine, it's like, oh yeah, I don't imagine what food looks, tastes like. Yeah. You and I, that, that is, I think, the biggest, like, the truly, like, most ideological difference between the two of us. Like, I feel like, if anything, my, my biggest struggles are with my impulses and sure. impulse control. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you don't have them. Nope. I really don't. Yeah. It's fascinating It to is. Me. Just come by it earnestly. But I think there's also, a, there's also an, a manifestation of that in that like i feel like it, to 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 use the pun and to use the parlance uh like i feel like i make a lot of my decisions with my gut mm-hmm. and a lot of times i don't think you, i don't think you do that oh do you know what i mean like i feel like as much as i struggle with my impulses i also like i feel like a lot of times that we get into certain circumstances i'm like this doesn't feel right we got to go and you're just like, what? And I think that's, I think those are linked. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It's tortellini. Yeah, a little three-cheese tortellini. Yum, yum. Yeah. If you had, okay. If you had, if you, if in lieu of, in lieu of a last meal. Sure. If you got to do one, like, what would you want your last thing to be? What would your last little treat be? If, if food is not your treat, I think the whole concept of the last meal is like giving you one last little bit of goodness before you go. Okay. What would your last little treat be? Oh. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 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 You really never think about this kind of stuff? Jay, I am the main character. Yeah. No. Sometimes the main character gets sentenced to death. There's a lot of books where that happens. 
Not in the books. Which is a far, far better thing. No, man. Huh. I never think about this stuff. Wow. Would it be like video games or something? Yeah, probably. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Good. Yeah. I feel closer to you. Do you? No. No, I don't think you do. No. I feel like you know me more. Yeah. But but we're not any closer it's to each so, other. It, yeah, it's like I like I I see you for who you are, and I love you for who you are, and I really don't, and I really don't. But like the food thing is something that I really that like, and and I I really I really do my best to like respect your boundaries when it, when it comes to that stuff. Sure. You know, because I have pushed that envelope a couple of times in yeah. a way that didn't go great, and I and I've learned that, and I understand that, but like. It is something that comes up like I, I lit every time I go, Hey, have you ever had this? I I really like am coming from like a fresh slate. I forget like I realize yeah, in no. the middle of saying it, like, oh no, you haven't nope. Well, here's the thing, Jay. Everyone eats. You know, I mean if you don't want to talk about this, no, I no, understand. Everybody eats. Everybody needs food. Yeah. But most people on the planet connect with other people while eating. Yes. I don't. Okay. Which I know there's a there's a small I am a very very small minority of a human on the planet who yeah. is like does not have any equate uh doesn't equal food with connection to other people. Yeah. Cuz I know and that is as as a societal thing like that is how humans, the concept of the feast has been something that since has the, the, the dawn yeah. of hu- you know time as proto humans were walking the planet and yeah. eating together it's like I totally get it. I just like I don't know, man. It's just yeah. I don't know. I I but I I get that I'm the anomaly. No, I know. Does it feel kind of lonely sometimes? No, because I don't care. Okay. Now, granted, when I was a kid, I got angry. Yeah. Because I just didn't have words and to express myself. Yeah, you didn't quite understand really what was going on. No. And also, I was just made to feel. I like, don't know. Sometimes I worry. Sometimes I worry about you and that. Like I I don't want you to. I, I sometimes I think stuff like that like can like kind of can isolate someone and oh, I just sure. don't want to make sure you don't feel isolated. I don't want to feel isolated at all. Okay. Because I know this is my thing and it's fine. All right. Yeah. I just, I just don't care anymore. It's like, fine. Yeah. Yeah. Eat your stuff. Go have fun. I'm, I'm just going to sneak over I, here and eat some I'm chicken good. and broccoli. I'm good. <laughs> got my backpack. I got a backpack full of power bars. We're chilling. We're chilling, baby. Yeah. All right. Yum, yum. Eat them eat up. So if, if food is not where like, it's not where you can kind of connect with people. Where do you think you make your most meaningful connections? Doing things. Okay, like activities? Yes. Yeah. Achieving goals together? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I know that about you. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Um, um, I finished, it took me all day yesterday, but I finished uh, mo- the hard part of editing episode seven of Bonus Action. Yeah. And spoiler. It's a big battle episode for everybody. Yeah, it's huge. It's a it's a very long episode. It's uh, it gets uh, gets a little crazy. <laughs> but here's oh the thing: as I'm editing it and watching it in real time, as I'm going and doing the audio mixing, mm-hmm. like the fact that all six of us and seven, including David, like you know, yes, anding all of the things we're saying and going yeah. along with bits, or just coming up with the silly things we're saying as we are meeting, uh, you know, trying ideas, meeting conflict, you know, yeah. overcoming obstacles and stuff like that. From the beginning, I was like, oh boy, here we go to at the end of 
there is a vast difference at that at the ta- at the collective table. Yeah. Between all seven of us at the beginning and then all seven of us at the end, we are completing each other's sentences. We are like looking out for each other. I know we are going on, you know, we are yes anding almost smoothly with each other, which we were not beforehand. Yeah. There was a not like anything was rough, but like we were not in sync. No, it takes us the whole season to kind of really get understand what we're doing. And then by episode seven, by the time we get to the end of it, it's good content. We're funny as hell. Oh, it's fantastic content. But you can see how when we come together as a table of seven people telling a story with dice and like uh, go come overcoming a thing, like it is. You can see it happen at the table. Yeah. We all come together as a unit, and it's, like, amazing by That's the end. That's one thing I really appreciate. I, I was excited for you when we, I was trying to get you into D&D and you weren't sure about it. I was like, I feel like this is going to be a good – this is going to be a good way for Adam to bond with people yeah. in a way that um, – Like when we play, like, Apex or uh, – Yeah. Yeah, separate. And we're just, you know, by a certain point, like, we're kicking ass. Like, we're just, you know, mocking the, you know, the random people we're killing and shooting. It's like, it's great. Yeah. Overcoming obstacles. Yeah, but you together. have a, sometimes you have a hard time when we're not doing great. Sometimes I don't like. I don't well, like that's why I don't D- like not doing good. D and D. Yeah, but D and D. There's really no wrong way to play D and D. So I think that kind of cuts the edge off of mm-hmm. of that um, in a way that. Mm, yeah, I I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not sure I can watch. I make a choice in episode seven that I'm not sure I can watch myself make it again. I I don't. I don't uh, I'm not sure I'm going to be pre-watching that part of it. Sure. If I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Spoilers, everybody. Spoilers. Spoilers. All right, Ooh. we should probably move on to New Mutants. We should huh? probably move into the, the New Mutants. really hope I didn't like push you too far. I wasn't really trying to... I in no way feel pushed. Sir. Yeah. I just want to be a big, sloppy, wet gumbo <laughs> balloon when I go to the electric chair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Hi, we're big sloppy <laughs> white gumbo balloon. Yeah, we just man. need to know what we're suggesting to get started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Gross. That's been roll for convo. Uh, so, um, the new mutants. The new mutants. Um, the movie that was trying to be made for a very long time. It was really. And then it got made, and then made again, and I think made another time, and then sat on the shelf for a while. Yeah, made us made a fourth time, and then sat a little bit longer. I think I, I think the big I, from what I can tell from what this movie that we got, I feel like this was being at this like this was in the editing room, and had to be completely reworked from the ground up in the editing bay in a way that like kind of cut all of the edges off of this movie. This movie was a gigantic nothing burger, like it truly. And what frustrated me the most about the new this movie like if I had a thesis statement for why I'm bummed is that there was so much potential here and it like, and it's not even like it tried and like, didn't get off the runway or like kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. crashed and burned this movie. Like just didn't even, the engines didn't even start. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, like nothing really. When you have casting of this caliber, like knowing what I know about the new mutants, I was like, these are all the, these are all them. This is great. I mean, there is what's his name from Stranger Things who looks like he's he looks forty eight, uh, and they really tried keen to pass him off as a teenager and uh, uh, Cannonball. He he looks thirty eight, like you know what I mean. Like he he doesn't look like a teen. 
Like, <laughs> it's just, I, it, it's, it, it's not even his appearance. It's his vibe. You know what I'm saying? Like when they were like, I've worked in the coal mine. I was like, I bet I, to me, your vibe says you still do. You know what I mean? Sure. And you've been there for a while. Mm-hmm. Like you're mm-hmm. the, yeah, you're a union rep. Like this is, you know, you're sure. like died in the claw. Like it's, I, I just I have a hard time with it, but everyone else. And, but he did a good job. They all, everyone did a great job. And you have an amazing cast, and you also have a script that has a fundamental understanding of all of these characters, and has like a really a fun inner life for all of these characters. And then it just the movie just kind of goes. When I did a watch along with the Discord, mm-hmm. uh, if you want to join the previewed Discord, uh, definitely uh, join up. Discord, do, do that. <laughs> Discord.gg slash previewed. Check it out. It's the best community on the internet. It's we a lot do of fun. A watch along of everything that we're doing every week. Um, and uh, the, it got to a point where someone was like, there's 20 minutes left. And I was like, are you serious? Nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. No. We've gotten all of the, they've all been coy about their backstories for an hour. And then the movie's over. Yeah. Um, for those of you who haven't seen the New Mutants, um, we've come to our favorite segment. Before we dive into oh, it a little bit further, it's our favorite segment, our, our absolutely favorite segment, the best one we ever you're, do. Gun to our head, this is the favorite segment. And I think Lashley's going to be doing it this week. I have to. I am going to be doing. It. If you I have, have to, I, we have chosen for me to do it. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, for those of you who have not seen the New Mutants and want to know a quick synopsis of what happens, in our favorite segment, <laughs> Palatra. Oh, what's in the plot? It's the plot drop. Okay, uh, so we meet our main character, Danny Moonstar, at the very beginning as she's woken up by her father on a reservation, and a Native American reservation, and there's a giant, something's going on, terror everywhere, wind, yeah. things are flying around, explosions, he's like, gotta go, in, go into the woods, you gotta hide, uh, I gotta go back for everybody, and her father dies right in front of her, and then she wakes up and is in uh, a psychiatric hospital yeah asylum i don't know sure i don't, I don't know what, that, sure what the right what the part, term yeah, what the right term is anymore uh but i think as, asylum uh, is the right word it, well it definitely seemed like it as the movie like goes it. on it was definitely felt more like an asylum-esque area it also kind of looked like the same set they used in glass oh not yeah sure if that's right or not but when the the camera the jib shot comes out when the yeah Ileana showing her around it's like uh-huh is that the same thing as glass because that was this when all the things happened, I feel like the, se- the 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 set in glass was a little bit more industrial, had a little bit more going on around it, whereas this was kind of in the middle of the woods. So it's I'm not 100 sure. It, just, it felt similar. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, Danny wakes up in this. We're well, just gonna call it an asylum. Doesn't know what's going on. Uh, eventually, uh, Doctor Reyes, who's a character I don't know if this is an original character or whatever. I'm not sure. Uh, shows up and is like, "Oh, Danny, you, uh, there was an accident. All you're the only survivor." Of your tribe, you, you were sent here to you know to recover, possibly to help to join the X Men. But we just yeah. got you just have to recover. They name drop the X Men inside the first half hour of the movie. Then she meets the other uh, mostly teenagers <laughs> there. Uh, it's Sunspot, Cannonball, uh, Magic, and Wolfsbane. and everyone's got problems and issues because they're teenagers. The next hour. Is all of them dealing with all of their issues. Uh, yes. And like, we all have backstories and they're all good backstories. Yes, they're but all no very good. no one's talking about them. Nope. It's, it's, it's frustrating because they go from like, magic kind of goes from like, oh, I don't like people. And we're best friends and we're dancing. And I knocked out the, I knocked out the person who's 
keep it holding us here. And they don't all escape. But she's unconscious. Here no there. It turns out that Danny's mutant power is the ability to uh, find her deepest fears and make them manifest. Yes. And But she doesn't have any control of them yet. Mm-hmm. And so everyone's fears are kind of all coming out. Which, But they play it for spookiness. Yes. The movie is not spooky. Yeah. It's it's intended to be a horror film, but it's it, it uh it's not Jay. No, it's not a it's not a no. horror film. And I think they originally shot it as to be a lot scarier. And the then original intent was for it to be a horror film. Yeah, and it did. It, it, and it, it clearly it does. It, it doesn't get anywhere no. close to that. It really doesn't. But all the tropes are there. All the things are there. The 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 language of cinema of a horror film yes. are there. But it's just like. But this isn't, but I'm not, this mm-hmm. no way invokes, I think, what you're trying to invoke. No. Um, it turns out Dr. Reyes works for uh, Daniel Essex, which is the uh, real life, or I guess the human name for Mr. Sinister. Yeah. And the Essex Corporation. Uh, eventually, Danny's, uh, her greatest fear was a story her dad told told her as a kid of the, the two bears that live inside of everybody. One's yeah. good, basically, one's good, one's bad. And the bad one shows up, and it's freaking huge. And uh, basically, that scene from Jaws... Uh, when he, the the shark bites the ship, and then the the captain you know slides down the 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 boat into the mouth, happens to Doctor Reyes with a giant bear, and then all of a sudden everyone starts is able to use their powers, kind of, uh, to fight said bear. But then it turns out that the only person who could stop the bear is Danny, and she does. Yeah. And then they go, I guess maybe try to head to upstate New York to I find guess. the X Mansion. They just leave because they know about the X Men. They talk about them a lot. Yeah. I mean, Magic's brother is one of them. If this is taking place in the actual X verse of the Fox films, which this was the last movie that 20th Century Fox did, Colossus was there. Yeah. He was there. So ah yeah. yeah. The, the, Hey, the act three fight with a giant bear was awesome. Yeah, magic's everyone's abilities were awesome. That was really, just, I really, the end fight was great. Fight. It just didn't, didn't, didn't. Yeah, yeah. So here's a fun fact. I'm on IMDb's page just to make so to find out what the, when the movie came out. Um, and in the trivia section, uh, it actually says that this was intended to be the first movie of a trilogy. Really? Yes. Where the second film would be an alien invasion, I believe the Brood, yeah, which is also a spooky, scary story from the X. That's where we initially get Lockheed to begin with. Granted, it's with Shadowcat mm-hmm. but. and Warlock, and then the third in- installment was going to be um, based on the comic event Inferno from oh. eighty eight from eighty nine. Oh, okay. I, I'm afraid I don't really know much. You'll about that find one. out more about that. In my one of my oh, fixes. Yeah. interesting, yeah, yeah. interesting, interesting. So, like, yeah, I mean, there are spooky, scary X Men stories out there, or can yes. yeah, can be adapted into a, more of a thriller than say just a normal normal comic book yeah. movie but yeah i, just I think this they, this had the bones to really go the distance in a way that was really frustrating um but i want to know more about uh the development hell that this movie went through and maybe learn uh, some more fun facts about the new mutants uh we'll kick it to our producer brian really quick uh to uh fill us in on all the things we need to know about the new mutants. So, Brian, why don't you roll that beautiful bean fun fact footage? 
Thank you, gentlemen. Producer Brian here. And as the boys have failed to mention, happy Halloween! That's why we're doing what should have been more of a horror movie. We're trying to fix the last Fox X-Men movie, 2020's The New Mutants. Written by Josh Boone and Nate Lee and directed by Boone, this movie stars Maisie Williams, Anya Taylor-Joy, Charlie Heaton, Alice Braga, Blue Hunt, Henry Saga, and Adam Beach, plus more. This movie cost upwards of $80 million to make and made just $49.2 million at the box office. Here are some fun bean facts about The New Mutants. This movie went through a lot of bit of hell. It started as a horror movie, then was shot as a teenage mental institution film, then was supposed to go back for reshoots to add back in some of the horror that was originally in the concept. Since It was popular, the trailer was cut as more of a horror film. Then Disney bought Fox and said it had limited box office potential. Its release date shifted a lot. It was supposed to come out in April of 2018, but was moved to February 2019 to avoid Deadpool 2. Then it was moved to August 2019 to avoid Dark Phoenix. Then it was delayed to April 2020 by Disney after buying Fox. Then it was moved to August 28, 2020 during COVID. The contract signed guaranteed it would get a theatrical release. And as Adam mentioned, one of the early concepts when it was being developed was for this to start some sort of a New Mutants trilogy. And it was filmed in the same Boston-based institution that was used for Shutter Island. If you care, this has a 36% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's averaging a 2.1 on Letterboxd. Anyway, back to you, gentlemen. Extensive work, Brian. Thank you, Brian. That was, yeah. I mean, there's a lot to talk about this movie. The, 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 the story of this movie is definitely more interesting than this movie itself. Yes. And the more, the more research I did about the New Mutants, and, I, and this was on my pull list for a while. I really, I really enjoyed the New Mutants. I liked the book a lot. But I realized that a lot of my information on the New Mutants was from the 2009 revamp and not necessarily the initial introduction of these characters. Mm-hmm. And so I was like kind of – I was pleasantly surprised at to what – to what extent the this screenplay is pretty authentic to its characters mm-hmm. and like tries to really like and tries to, and whatever liberties they take with like the original comic book origin sure. are all in service of making the characters more interesting. Yes. Um and I really appreciated that. But I just this whole movie I think all them the, <sighs> God, sorry, I know it, it, this movie just like totally like really upset me because I it's just a, it's such a common trap to for characters being coy about what's going on with them, and it's just so much more interesting when you can just get that stuff out of the way on the quicker side. Well, here's the thing: the movie is only ninety minutes long. Yes. And from uh, Peach uh, on Discord uh, wrote to us and said, um, "Hey, I knew one of the I know one somebody who was in the on the production of this, um, and told a story of how like this uh, 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 Bo- uh, the director and writer of this movie, uh, Josh Boone, uh, originally wrote a his original script was a horror film. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, that was great. Can you add mutants to this? And they're like, yeah, I think so. Yeah, we can do the mutants. Yeah. And so he just transplanted the new mutants." 
into this already a, a, a story. I was like, oh, that kind of lined up with the it de- does. It works. It does line up conceptually. It's not bad. It's not bad. It does line up with the Demon Bear story uh, from the New Mutants. Yes. The problem is that the, all these characters are very interesting, but we it, superheroes and horror movies have a hard time coexisting together. Yeah. Because su- superheroes have powers. And can fight the darkness, yes, or figure out ways around the darkness. Whereas normal humans are powerless against something powerful, yes. And we got to use gumption and wit to get out of the situation, which that's what makes it a spooky, scary. Yeah. But like, if Cannonball is nigh invulnerable when he flies, yes. If magic can just open up a portal at any time to limbo, which she does in the movie multiple times, you can leave at any time. Yes. And also the whole. Mr. Sinister thing is this like, uh, we got to tie it to something in the X universe. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Sinister's it's actually this not, thing. it's not a terrible choice, but it's, it's not, but there's better ways to do it. But also for me, and this is, I think like my biggest frustration with the movie is that like, you don't, I don't believe that these people have overcome their issues. Oh, they truly haven't. And they really try to make it seem like they've, they're, they're overcoming this thing. And I, I, for me, I think the like the biggest missed opportunity is when Cannonball goes to the door and they're like, "No, like, what are you doing? Like, you'll hurt yourself." And he just goes, "You got to get better sometime." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Wow, that if that if they had emotionally earned that line, that would have been like an incredible moment, mm-hmm. an incredible moment." But like, it just doesn't. They fight the demon bear, and I just like don't feel like they're necessary. I don't think anyone really changes in this movie. Let me ask you this. If the, if this movie was not didn't have mutants in did not have the new mutants same movie but it's humans so obviously it changes a little bit with the power uh-huh. stuff yeah but like mostly everything else still pretty much stays the same spooky asylum run by you know a nurse ratchet type character been a n- nothing burger or a... were they supposed well, to were in the original screenplay did, were they super did they have powers I don't think so I'm just assuming that if um, my question is if they were just normal people in the situation then of what like is, they're, they're, what even is this movie. Well, their fear is like coming to life, sure. you know, and there's spooky, scary, and like that type of movie of these kids dealing with their past traumas. Yeah. Would that have been better than having no. these? No. Well, I, I would, I would be led to believe that this was the original screenplay. If I were to guess would have had super powered people in an asylum of some kind, or maybe like Danny's power is just kind of a random. Someone's, and someone's then, got a psychic someone ability. shows up with yeah. powers that with the ability to like manifest their fears, yeah. and then they're dealing with it. Mm-hmm. And then that would be an easy ask to map another, like just, sure, yeah, just map mutants onto this. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I just no, I don't think it would have worked. I okay. don't think I don't think this movie, regardless of powers, really really works. I think the only thing that I really enjoyed about this movie is that, like, I think the casting is really good. Casting's fantastic. Like, Anna Taylor-Joy's magic is just like, I was like, oh, yes, more of this, please. Yes, please, yeah. Yeah, yeah. she is her. She is her. She's and that's... St- she's still her? Disney pay her the money? Yeah. Get magic in these films. Get magic. Dude, magic should be in Deadpool so hard. Like, so hard. Do you know what I'm saying? It's perfect. Yes. She's Colossus's little sister. Yeah. And she's a pain in the ass. And, and Colossus a, is already in the movie. He's already in the movie. And I would imagine her her magic and dead and Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. I think would be a really fun dynamic. That'd be and great. they would both be clowning on Colossus in a way that would be really fun. Mm-hmm. And be like and be like, oh, you're like Ilian, you're not supposed to. Ah, oh, dang it! Like that be <laughs> that that dynamic is great. I think uh, Arya Stark 
as Wolfsbane is Chef's Kiss. Oh, she's fantastic. It's perfect. Yes. She looks just like her from she the does. comics. It's she... spooky. I think the girl that got to play Danny was great. She was great. Like, I just, it's just so. I just, I really like these characters and I really like what's possible with them. It's just like this. Ah. Was it that the fact that they didn't have enough, they didn't utilize the time to really go back on everyone's backstory and deal with their emotional journeys of trying to find some type of point or st- the beginning of healing with their past trauma? I guess. They just, yeah. It's like by the time everyone kind of revealed what was going on with them, we were fighting a demon bear. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do. And it's just like, and also like, you know, certain characters got more to them. Like Sunspot was kind of an afterthought a little Sunspot bit. Sunspot was an afterthought. Even though that that burning corpse in the pool was really scary. Oh, that was, it was great effects. And her, I, the CG in this movie is very, <clears throat> very good. Yes. Like when, Ma- every time Magic pulls out the, her sword, I'm like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. When can like the manifestation of Cannonball's abilities was like really unique and cool. Yeah. And him giving all of those Slender Man mm-hmm. was pretty awesome. Yeah. I liked that a lot. I was pretty gruesome. Yeah. But, but I was like, okay. I was like, that's a manifestation of a power we haven't seen in movies. We have not. Like. Sunspot looked like what Sunspot looks like. Yeah, and it know. was great. I it mean, was awesome. Should have been, you know, pew pewing with. I would agree, but not using a. Yeah, just bashing. A There's a bear lot with more a pew, to Sunspot that we could have gotten out of all of this, but. Yeah, we totally could have. Yeah, but I mean, like it seemed like everyone had like a. It was like a. It was almost like a one shot. We have these five D and D characters with like really deep, cool backstories that mm-hmm. we barely touch on in, in this first, you know, first little adventure, and then, but like. And they fight a boss battle at the end, but like we don't actually get the full breath and you know of them dealing and with their scope. past, yeah, their past trauma. Yeah. And those, and the, all those, those stories are really important. They're yeah. really good. Yeah. And like I really wanted to like they need more time to breathe. They needed more time to breathe. And I, I would have been re- like I would, you would walk away from this movie really rooting for the characters if you like really felt it like an impactful overcoming of what everything of what it is. Yeah. But also, this this movie suffers from what I call uh, a what I call a high school grease problem. Oh, okay. A lot of times, uh, when a, a like a school or a community theater production puts on a production of Grease, okay, a lot of times there are so many characters in Grease sure. that by the time uh, it comes to uh, casting the rest of like. You cast the show, okay, and then you cast some ensemble members. Mm-hmm. But Rydell High oftentimes has the has the uh, has the propensity to look at like an empty high school because there's so many characters in the show that okay. by the time you've cast everybody, there's not you know the theater department's already been yeah the theater department is like kind of been there's like, no one like, left everyone's out. in the main cast so it's like there's like five ensemble members and it's like so only ten kids go to this high school. Like the the extent to which there was only one lady with a werewolf, a hexblade warlock, a fusion reactor of a human being, a a full on a, a full full on fear factory projector, and there's only one lady who can make who can do force fields, looking over them, yeah, and expecting them to just not kill her or leave, yeah. I mean, I don't understand how Ileana didn't kill her. 
uh, immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Considering she can manifest a sword out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. A hell oh, sword. So, yeah. Uh, solitary confinement. You know I can leave here. I can. At any moment. At any moment. I, and I, not, I rendered you unconscious. I knocked you. I put sleeping pills or something in your drink. Let's go party in the attic. No. Just. Yes. Oh. Scamp. It it like called Scamp. into question. It called into question the rationale of what's of uh, it like. For me, it like destroyed the foundation of reality in this movie. I just like didn't believe there was no stakes. Well, that's the problem. When in horror films, like especially nowadays, like movies that take place nowadays, they're like call use your phone. Like there's you have yes. to set up the circumstances of why your characters are in the situation yes. and can't leave, or there's only one path out. It just felt like a bunch of wacky teens in an abandoned building with a caretaker, rather than if they had had, like, orderlies and stuff. Yeah. And, like, they were bu- fighting against the system? Yes. Yeah. And, like, you could... I feel like you could make the the, the everyone dealing with their own trauma and trying to ha- trying to relate to other people more mm-hmm. meaningful mm-hmm. if they kind of had to sneak around. Mm-hmm. And then these conversations were, like, in hushed tones. Yeah. It would it would have raised the stakes on everything. Mm-hmm. I just I was like they were just poisoned at sea and just like went up to the attic so they could just do you know find an old lie detector test and like eat snacks. And I'm I like, watch no, more Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> yeah, I'm like the, the the stakes are so low it doesn't even matter. Oh man, yeah, this movie. God, there was a lot of really great things in this movie. Yes, yes, but the parts uh, didn't are are more important than the whole. I bl- I bl- this is like a this this is a studio problem. Oh yes, a this, thousand percent. This is like a th- this is a studio notes r- completely ruining a movie. Yeah, because like if this movie was actually scary and actually kind of hit kind of hard, yeah, I think this movie would have if they had let this movie be this movie, mm-hmm. I think it could have really been yeah. something new and fresh and mm-hmm. cool and fun. Like I understand. I, I read a couple of articles about the guy who made this movie, and he was like, I re- he was like. I really related to a lot of these characters. Like I re- this was like, yeah. he was like, yes, it was kind of a sign to me, but like I re- I came out of this, like, you know, the new mutants like really mean a lot to me now. And I was like, I feel that. Yeah. But like this got edited into the ground. Edited, noted. Yeah. Yeah. They tried it. Yeah. They tried to put this story in, into it. In, in like, cause I read the, well, I didn't read it, but like I doing the research is like, Oh, this is what, Oh, there was a demon bear story. Oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, this, Oh, they're tra- they find themselves trapped in a giant snowstorm in an abandoned or like in a hospital and Danny's unconscious and they're everyone's trying to deal with oh yeah that makes sense because the whole like asylum caretaker they're against their will that part's all gone they're just dealing with yeah. an issue and they're and all their past fears and traumas show up yeah oh okay well we're now in trouble yeah is a lot more it's easier to get into that story that way than yeah. teens at a, an asylum that are, are going to be used for Doctor Mr. Sinister's plots for world domination or something. Or yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Exactly. <laughs> Can we isolate that audio? I want that as, I want that as my I want that as my phone. My, when, my phone when ring. I call you. Pa, 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 pa. <laughs> Oh, it's Adam. <laughs> is he having a stroke? What? The? No, she's talking about New Mutants, you know. Uh, um, all right, should we fix this thing? Let's fix it, Jay. Uh, I'm going to go first, I think. Jay's going first, everybody. Fix it! Okay. Okay. 
So my new mutants fix. I am not making a movie. I am doing a six episode arc on Disney Plus. Why not? For probably you could do it for the same money. I think you could probably do it for the same amount of money. And I I think that like uh, when I was thinking about it, like uh, the, the one of my biggest issues is that this movie is too short. And yes. I think if you, you got to let this show like let these characters breathe a little bit, mm-hmm. especially with what we're going through. Yes. Um. I think there's a model that I, I'm I'm kind of shooting for like a six episode uh, Disney Plus show. I think there also you could also make the argument that the CW style, like a little bit more serialized television, sure, could also work. Like a fifteen episode run, kind of. Um, I, the idea is I want to turn this show, and it's what I've always wanted to do. I want to turn. The Xavier, I want to take Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters and smash it together with Riverdale. And this is the perfect opportunity to do so. So we are getting, we are getting a pseudo spicy, pseudo edgy high school drama. Yes. I'm talking Riverdale with like a little bit of Wednesday Adams. A little bit. A it, little quirky fun. It makes a lot more sense. There's yes. way more source material and you could just mix and match all these kids and there's always room for more new cast members to come in and replenish. Yes. We are we open on very similar to the movie. Danny is her family is attacked, but she doesn't understand why. She blacks out. And um, uh, she wakes up in the forest with, like, miles away from where she was. Mm-hmm. She has no idea how she's gotten there. And we see a Danny having to, like, knowing that her family is dead and knowing that something is horribly wrong and not understanding um, what's going on with her abilities. We see her as she's making her way out of the forest and like trying to get towards some sort of town. We see her having some kind of uh, aspects of her telekinetic abilities start, Mm -hmm. start to show up. Um, and she makes her way into like kind of this town outside of the reservation, trying to get some kind of help. Um, and we see basically like there is, she tries to like go into a uh, like a bar to like try to use their phone to try to get help, mm-hmm. and it becomes uh, relatively quick uh, that they understand at that place that like either they're checking at the door or there's some kind of sensor or something that she's a mutant oh. and she's got to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually, in this first episode, uh, we see like she is registered as a mutant, and uh, we see we see that like kind of register something on a computer somewhere and uh we see the the hellfire club shows up to oh. take danny oh oh danny is oh. running is running from hellfire club and she is learning about her powers as she goes um and we see and this is actually part of his origin story uh the person from the, that the hellfire club sends to go after danny is a young cannonball really yes he was a hellion no, he was a Hellfire Club, yeah. Oh, he was? Well, Hellion's a different... That's... I thought they were like the... the no, Hellion's the is... was the... Well, we're actually... Hellions are coming. We're going to get there. What? <laughs> oh, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm backing off. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, you'll, see, okay. you'll see how. Okay. So, basically, 
Danny's full abilities manifest as she's fighting Cannonball with like whatever limited uh, like you know psionic abilities she has. Sure. And eventually she like locks him down, and we get the flashback of like who Cannonball is mm-hmm. and um and where he came from and how he ended up in the Hellfire Club. And then we see like a young Danny show up in his vision and be like, "You don't have to like she's there too and seeing all of it." Oh. Um, cause oh, I, I want to give her some agency in this stuff. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Well, yeah, I mean, if it's, yes, that makes sense. Cause if her power is just to manifest someone's fear, that's one thing, but also to be able to like, be able to psycho- well, psychonically Danny, link into it and be like, Hi. there's a reason like Danny becomes a, a, like one of the leaders in the X-Men is because like, she is like, she is there to like help people work through their stuff. So I like the idea that of her being able sense. to pop up and she's like, Hey, I'm on the run. You don't have like these people are not these people are not helping you and they're not trying to help me. Like, let's get out let's of here. Let's go. Um, and so like the two of them team up, uh, and they are they are trying to make their way to they know about Xavier's school and they're trying to make their way there. Um and Root, as as they're making their way, um eventually like they're I would imagine so they're that's like that's episode on a, one. That's episode one. Yeah. They're they are on a on a bus uh, to um, they're on a bus to up to upstate New York, uh, and the bus is attacked by a gigantic force, like some kind of spooky, scary force. We don't really know what it is. It's it's like clearly some kind of monster. Eventually, what they see the the uh, we see Storm, Cyclops, and Rogue show up. Uh, to take high out this, to rogue. take out this high road, <laughs> to take out this force, um, and as uh, in in the backlash of fighting this thing, uh, they understand that uh, Cannonball and Danny on on the bus are mutants. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Oh, you guys are probably the perfect like." Are you? And they're like, "We're on our way. We're on our way to the mansion." They're yeah. like, "Oh, absolutely. Like, no problem. Like, like, hey, you can come with us." And so they get they basically like start the start the process of getting into Xavier school for, for, uh, gifted youngsters, gifted youngsters. There we go. Um, but it, uh, when they're going through like the initial testing, mm-hmm. like offsite, they realize that these two, like they don't necessarily have, they have not reached what they're told is they have not reached their potential and their power is like potentially too strong to be just in general pop. And so they need, they're going to have to end up going, going away to, uh, what what I'm calling Camp Nowhere. Oh, um, okay, to, cool. To train a little bit more mm-hmm. and get a more like a more a better an, handle on their a better yeah. handle on their powers before they can go to school and like Makes train sense. train yeah. to join the X Men or join that community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where we meet. Uh, that's where we meet Magic. That's where we meet Sunspot. And that's also where uh, I am also uh, uh, Wolfsbane and uh, Karma is also going to be there as well. Karma. Karma is another one of the new mutants. Yes, uh, she has the she's mind control. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's pretty scary, actually. Um, and so, in in the in the efforts, in the efforts of keeping this a horror story. Yeah. Okay. And keeping it like spooky, scary. Spooky, scary. We're basically getting like a Friday the Thirteenth like camper situation. They're going to camp, and. Okay. Yep. I would yep, imagine yep, yep. there's probably some other some other characters there. Uh, we 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 need some red shirt mutants. 
because we are inevitably going to like there are going to be at, at when they are at camp, uh, they're inevitably going to be losing people to like this something, mo- this monster in mm-hmm. the woods. Um, the the person uh, when we finally arrive at the camp, uh, we are met by the woman running it, and it is Moira McTaggart. Oh, hey, um, that's great. Yes, uh, and I I I'm excited for her in this because I did a deep dive on Moira McTaggart and her powers are far more interesting than I, well, those uh, powers are recent. Yes, but it were, but I'm including them. <gasps> what? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, okay. So, so in true high school, in true high school, th- th- that's kind of episode two. We yeah. meet Moira McTaggart and that's kind of the reveal. They the get to camp nowhere. Okay. Episode three and four. Um, we are, we are getting backstory about the characters. Mm-hmm. We are having like group therapy where everyone's kind of working through their stuff. And Moira McTaggart realizes from a comp, she uses karma and Danny in conjunction of, uh, basically she uses karma's powers in injunction with Danny to be able to manifest people's trauma. Sure. She was like, karma can get into their head and then Danny can kind of project it. Mm-hmm. And so we get kind of group therapy that turns into all of this stuff. All the while I'm keeping uh, Danny and Wolfsbane are falling in love. That's great. Because I mean, Wolfsbane, uh, I'm not, uh, I don't know if they ever necessarily were together, but Danny is definitely, is definitely gay. Um, and I think that's kind of important. She's one of the first like gay characters in comics before. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, and, uh, so I'm having them fall in love, but I'm also adding in, uh, I am adding in the love triangle in that cannonball is also kind of in love with, with rain a little bit. Oh, um, okay. And, uh, we're, we're, she is like the middle of that triangle in that she is actually in love with Danny but she is because of her Catholic upbringing. Uh-huh. She had there's so much religious guilt uh-huh. with with a her powers and b. I mean, mutants writ large is always coded as the other. Mm-hmm. So like, I I think there is like there's a little bit of a lover scorn thing between her and Cannonball. But I think I, eventually they get over it. We're also dealing with um, I think Sunspot is I think he's become full on agoraphobic. Oh. Because he's just worried about being around other human beings at all. Sure. I mean, because he was like, sun, I, yeah. he was like, I am, I like, yeah, I like the idea of Sunspot, like not liking to go out. Like he doesn't, Sunspot doesn't like sunshine. It becomes like the joke on camp. Sure. Um, and, uh, well, I mean, he's a, he's a sun. He's a yeah. freaking walking fusion reactor. I don't know. Um, and I think there, there could very well be a, I think her and karma become really close friends. And, um, I think the, the betrayal between the two of them is like karma. I think use, she abuses her powers a little bit mm-hmm. in order to kind of get him to come out of his shell a little bit more and like maybe Sunspot? like, yeah, oh. to like come out and like utilize his powers. And then like, she doesn't really fundamentally understand what he's capable of. And so like, I don't think there's a love story between the two of them. I think it's just, there's like a pure friendship sure. and she kind of crosses that line mm-hmm. and accidentally like get some people hurt. And, um, all the while, you know, at nighttime, like stuff's going Something down. Something's stalking the students. And magic is just kind of a problem to everybody. Yeah. Um, eventually, um, it come, we, we figure out, um, that 
it, it, it's very similar. The concept of the demon, the demon bear is the monster. Right. Um, and all of them kind of have to come together to, to overcome this obstacle. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the while, like, I think, you know, the, some of the X-Men are in and out. Little they're cameos to, here and there. Little cameos here and there. Uh, but the, in, the inevitable twist, um, at the end here, they defeat the demon bear, you know, they all come together as, as friends. They realize that they're a team. That's what, that's Danny what's important. Danny has a little bit more of a, yeah. Danny is like, I, Danny mom. fully under like, I think she finally comes into her understanding and the demon bear is not, the demon bear is that her is the last bastion of her not being able to control her powers. Right. She's all the while she is manifesting her own fear. Yes. And that's, and that's where it is. And so it's like, cool. Like the demon, like, like I can keep this power inside of me Mm -hmm. and I'm even more powerful through that. Once Danny defeats the demon bear and like embraces like what she's actually capable of. Right. Um, uh, she starts to starts to the the where the where they are and what's going on starts to unravel, and this is something that's built up through the episodes that like Moira is not there's something wrong with her. Okay, and there's something off about this place. Sure. So this is like the end of episode five. She like defeats the bear at yes. the end of episode five, and then, and then wait a second. And then she was like. Yeah, she embrace like fully embraces her powers. She takes one look at at Moira and like, you know, they lock eyes and there's a soul gaze. End of episode. Our our final episode and leading into our second season. Um, look at you with a show bible and um, the seasons plotted out. Once the kids like finally come together and realize that like they're a team and uh, they discover that. Um, uh, this the Moira that the, the Moira McTaggart is mm-hmm. not who she says she is. She's actually Moira McTaggart, but as they uh, as they like infiltrate like her cabin and find the laboratory underneath it, uh, we realize that um, we find a, uh, a a very large facility. Sure, we find actual Moira McTaggart uh, in a like a tube. And uh, we find a lot of information about the Essex Corporation. Yep. And we find out that uh, the Essex Corporation is utilizing Moira McTaggart's, like, regeneration and uh, resurrection abilities in order to embody and power clones. And we find we find uh, co- clone copies of a good amount of the X-Men, a couple of Moira McTaggart's, and we find, and uh, the uh, the final episode is uh, them talking through a screen to a to a full on Mister Sinister, and realizing that they are not at a they Xavier are not, approved. They yeah. are not <laughs> at an Xavier facility, approved yeah. camp. He yeah. is trying to get like he is trying to basically like uh, understand their powers so he can clone them and utilize them. Uh, improperly, so they basically have to fight their way out while saving regular Moira McTaggart. Uh, they wake her up, and she's like, "We have to get, we have to get to the mansion." And so, the end of season one of New Mutants, while they they've been t- they realize that like, and they have to fight uh, clone X Men yes. on their way out mm-hmm. um, because the X Men yeah. that saved Cannonball and Danny yeah. weren't actual X Men. They were not. 
Um, and so the the end shot of season one is them arriving at at Xavier Six School for extraordinary youngsters, and then season two, uh, they they're they're coined the new mutants at school. But since they've been got like they're coming in like a lot later, and they are obviously like kind of the they are the the broken toys. Sure, yeah. Um, we are going to go into like the 2009 storyline of like them kind of being the outcasts of a Xavier school, and they kind of have to band together in this new high school format. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have their gang of bullies, uh, which are the Hellions with Hellion ah! uh, with Dust. Um, I, I like to think that uh, I think Dust. I, I think Dust and Karma eventually like our friends. Um, but we also have, um, uh, I am including in this, um, uh, Sam Guthrie's old, his sister Husk, and also one of the actual members of the Hellions in the 2009 book, uh, uh, Jay Guthrie, uh, Icarus. Um, and so basically like they are the, they are the standard, uh, they're the bullies, Basically, and then we get like a a much more like fleshed out high school drama of Xavier's school, because I think I think this show could like do really well. But then when it's like it's almost like a good place ending, because the good place was fine until that last episode when you're like, what? When you find out it's like, oh, this isn't the good place. This has been the bad place all along. It's like. Oh yeah. Okay. Now I'm totally invested in this show, so we can get to know these characters and get to love them and see them use their powers before we even actually enter Xavier's school, which is then gonna be like X Men Evolution a little bit. Kind of, kind of. Um, but yeah, that's my that's kind of my fix for this. Yeah. Because I want to, wa- and the more I've been thinking about, it, I was like, I want to watch this show. Yeah. So bad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, and then the second season will actually start the actual high school drama. Yes, but we'll start that first season as a Friday the Thirteenth sure. uh, survive camp. That's I mean, that's great. Yeah, yeah, man. They, I mean, I know Disney and Marvel are kind of going through a hey, what are we going to do with Marvel TV and stuff like that? You know, X Men, yeah, actual high school drama but, is a no brainer, easy win. Yeah, pipeline. For your cinematic universe. But I also think it's fun, Moira McTaggart coming back to the school. Sure. And her dealing with Xavier and him being like, you're you're dead. You're dead. And she's like, yeah, I don't die. Oops. Uh, sorry about that. So I think she's kind of like their counselor almost. And she like kind of joins back up with the school. But there are like the tensions even between teachers. Sure, yeah. Are there as well. Mm-hmm. And then in the third season, we could bring in Emma Frost as an instructor, and mm-hmm. Sam Guthrie's like, "You're from the Hellfire Club. Like, I can't trust mm-hmm. you. Like, how does this even? How does this even work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of there's, there's a lot to be done. Yeah, it's really. How is this not? How has this never been a thing? It's. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Mister Sinister and the Essex Corporation is a good is good. It's good. Like that twist is good. Like I did kind of keep the twist. But like, sure. it's I don't know I don't know man this movie made me so mad. Yeah, why can't we have anything nice? You know. Sorry, bud. All right, it's your turn. You're doing something weird. I am doing something weird. Here's the thing, guys. Uh, 
superheroes you know, and horror movies don't match. They don't make sense together because there's too much power on the good guy side. Yeah. So, uh, I... Like, Brightburn made it work, but they had to make the superhero the bad guy. Yeah. Um, and he had to be a kid because that's what the tension was. If he was any older or, like, past that point, it was like, oh, well, this is just Superman murdering a bunch of people. This is his Homelander. Okay, yeah, it's his Homelander. Yay. Um, and that's no fun. That is no fun, unless we have people there to stop him. Um, so... I had an idea of just, I had a lot of, I didn't have a fully fleshed out idea of like, oh, this is a new version of the movie. <laughs> yeah, we were talking on the phone last night and you were like, I don't know. And I was like, I, okay. Rarely do I not have. You really? It is I, very rare. I usually have some kernel of it. It's like, wait a second. Wait, maybe if it's. I'm loving it. So like, I had truly no idea how to fix this movie. Yeah. But what I did have was a bunch of little small ideas that could be horror films starring superheroes or taking some of the actual scarier X-Men runs and turning them into movies. Hell yeah. I'm into it. So I have actually like, I have six pitches. I love this. This is fun. Different movies. I think it's also, yeah, we also breaks it up a little bit, you know, like we've been, we've been doing like straight fixes all the time. Sometimes it's like, Hey, here's, here's a ton of ideas. Here's the log line and we'll pick it. And together we'll probably flesh these out a little bit. Yeah. Um, so basically, yeah, this is just X-Men horror thriller-ish movies. Yeah. Uh, pitch one. Uh, I think this was a what-if comic. Oh, okay. Um, but slightly also, it was in kind of... Uh, we saw a little bit of it in the um, X-Men animated series. Yeah. I think episode I think maybe two or three. Um, it's basically Jubilee Alone in the Mansion, and Sabretooth comes looking for Wolverine. Oh. And it's just kind of like a home invasion movie. Where it's wolf, oh. it's it's Sabretooth hunting Jubilee through the mansion through the mansion. Okay, and she's got to survive the night until everyone gets back. Oh, that's pretty good. So we get to that's run. a good slasher flick too. Yeah, and you get the establishing shots of like all the mutants in the mansion before everybody leaves. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. pretty we good. Establish the whole mansion, and then Jubilee's by herself because they go off on a mission or something like that. Jubilee's wacky spring break. Yeah, yeah, and then she's just home alone, and then. Sabretooth comes in, breaks in, hunts Logan. He is not there. Well, I'm not going to hunt you then because you 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 like yeah. him so much. Ah, this will be a great calling card. Jubilee then has to survive on her own as she's hunted through the mansion. Through all, you know, And we can see her use the danger room. Go through, yeah. like, I'll just go through the mansion. Go find the secret, you know, the secret compartments that people, you know, there's tunnels that they, you know, in, inside. All sorts of stuff of her trying to survive the night. It's basically it's basically like a predator movie. It's a little bit like a predator movie. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Can't she survive long enough for someone to get back to help her? Yeah. You know who's really good as Sabretooth and they didn't give I thought Leif Schreiber was really good. That was the one good part of that Wolverine movie, mm-hmm. the first one. Yeah. I was like that that really worked. It did. And it was really frustrating that that kind of like Well, the, we're fell not going to find somebody who's like 7 foot with a 12 pack. And you know, yeah, six foot wide. It was shoulders. the first time where I, I fundamentally actually liked Sabretooth as a character. <laughs> yeah, because that '90s design was a bummer. It was it, you can't take that seriously. Oh yeah, it's and, like you and look, the more realistic the Sabretooth is, realistic. You know, it's as close as we can get to like yeah, that's clearly Sabretooth, but also like he definitely looks more like a you know more person ish. Like the creepier it's gonna get of this yes. guy hunting this yeah. girl through the you know. But we understand what's going on. She, you know, and she does have a little bit of agency. She does have the pew pews. Yeah. But like, those aren't going to stop Sabretooth. No. She's 
truly in trouble through the whole movie yeah. trying to survive. She can deflect him. She can't stop him. She cannot stop him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I like that a lot. So that's kind of a, you know, if, if not, maybe maybe that could be like a like an hour long, you know, uh, the werewolf by night type of. Absolutely. Type of Marvel one shot. Yeah, that's shot. really fun. Yeah. You know, actually, just saying that out loud, a lot, you know, if, if, if not a movie, a one shot for uh, with Marvel stuff. Like yeah. They, have, they should do more of those. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, they should do more of them. I think things kind of got messed up this year if they couldn't do it. But yeah. Yeah. The Guardians thing in the Werewolf by Night was fantastic. Yeah, even with even with already established characters. Oh yeah, like I would love to just see like a hey, this is like a one hour episode of like a Moon Knight thing, Moon Knight fighting you know so and so, and someone uh, you know other characters show up, just a little slice of life of Marvel. Slice of life, yeah, yeah, a little hour long episode. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, that totally works. Um, okay, pitch two, and this is probably going to be a, mo- a movie, The Brood. Oh, it's basically aliens. Okay, but. They, you know, some, and it basically, so kind of like aliens, we have, we figure out what our team of X-Men are. Yeah. And as they go along, like, you know, they can get, be getting turned into brood along the way and we eventually get turned, you know, it's, we get a final girl or guy. Yeah. It's up to the last person to defeat the queen and revert everyone back before they're, you know, permanently brood. Yeah, that's pretty good. Because the brood is messed up. Yeah. They are creepy, but it's basically just aliens with X-Men. Yeah, and they can have they have agency, they have all their powers, but they are outnumbered. Or it's like the thing, and X Men. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that's that's really fun. That could even take place in the mansion. Oh yeah, yeah. Like take place in the mansion, takes place in like a moon outbase. There's a, there's a you know a couple of established places in Marvel that that could take place in. That you know we could do for about ninety two to and we're 90 not, minutes to two hours. The suspense of like we're not sure who's brood and who isn't, mm-hmm. who's been infected, who hasn't. Yeah, yeah. And then we got to take out the queen before you know time runs out or this all, the last person's infected. Yeah, yeah, that's cool as hell. I like that a lot. Yeah. So, but yeah, so just yeah, but basically it's aliens with X Men. Yeah, and they could use all their powers, but they still there's the numbers are against them. Hell, even if it's like the New Mutants in the mansion. Yeah. Like it during spring break, and they didn't have anywhere to go. I don't know why I keep bringing up spring break, but they're high schoolers, so why not? Spring break. But like Woo! ever, the majority of the people like aren't at the mansion that week. Yeah. And it's like them trying to figure out what's going on with mm-hmm. a couple of their teachers have been kind of influenced by, like almost like the faculty. That movie, you know what I mean? I uh, man, I really wanted to like that movie when that came yeah, out. Yeah, we I all went, did. I went to the we all for that. really wanted to like that movie. It turns out we really did. You know what was the saving grace good. of that drug? Snorting drugs, Jay. Yeah, man. Snorting drugs up Tootin your nose. And scooting. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Tootin and scooting won the day. That's how, <laughs> yeah. that's how they survived. Get them. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Judd Stewart died by a paper shredder, paper he cutter. Sure, on he one. sure did. <laughs> oh boy. I can. Uh, I've never looked at a paper at a paper cutter. Neither the same. have I. Neither have I. Yeah, can't do it. Well, just a, a pen full of just booger sugar. Boom. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> Keeps him from turning into get an that, alien. Colombian dancing powder. You know what I'm saying? All right. <laughs> Save the day. So the brood would. I think that's uh, that's a perfect perfect movie. Uh, that is a movie. That is a, a good movie. Yeah, three act really structure fun. type of stuff. Um, okay, here's another good one, um, which is also we mentioned that w- uh, was going to be in the uh, the writer director's um, trilogy, the Inferno storyline. I don't know this one. So basically, it is. So it's basically, it was a a, a, um, a it was a, a mega event that crossed a bunch of titles. Okay, back in '89, uh, but it's mostly focused on uh, Ileana, and. The comic book version of it is that there were a couple of demons in limbo, and 
uh, when Ileana uh, ported into and with her with the new mutants to you know go into limbo and then come out somewhere else. Uh, they trapped the new mutants in limbo uh-huh. and would only let them out if uh, magic uh, d- um, did something for them. Yeah. And like embrace something or like be, sure. be the dark child or yeah, you know, yeah, open yeah, up, blah, yeah. blah, blah, you know, make a pact with a demon. Yeah. Um, and so she does to get them out. And in doing so, they are able to open a portal that stays open in New York City and the whole city becomes infested with demons. Uh, and like everything starts turning into demons. Mephisto confirmed. Mephisto definitely confirmed. Yeah. Uh, like a lot of people freaking die because people are getting turned into demons. Inanimate objects are t- uh, turning into demons, ah, cool. killing people. Like it's it gets messed yeah, up. Yeah, I don't know that one. And so and then the new mutants come out and everyone's got to rally, you know, rally together to put an end to these two That's cool. uh, demons. I should check out I should check that out. That made the initial pact with magic and and she like embraces her full power as the dark child and like she's like I I need to yeah. I need to rule Lim- I think this is the story that makes her rule limbo. I need to get rid of these yeah. guys. So and they were taking they were in charge of limbo. Uh, the only way to stop this whole thing is for me to kill them and then take over limbo. Yeah, that's a that would be yeah. I feel like that actually makes sense to me why that would be the third movie in this. Yeah, yeah. But we could do that with the New Mutants. So just keep it centric with our our main, you know, five or six, and it's just them having to save the city. Yeah, and and Ileana realizing what she has to do to you know she kind of has to maybe kind of kind of sacrifice herself a little bit. Yeah, to save everybody. Yes, yeah, it's not bad. I think you need a lot of context. I think you need a lot of context before that so yes. that that makes it more sense as a sequel than anything because mm-hmm. like that's it'd be good to know these characters beforehand yeah or it's the kind of thing where it's like you know you could you could you could minimize the scope of it and just put it in the mansion you could you know what i mean mm-hmm. like things are like objects are coming to life in the house like there's clearly like a dark force here mm-hmm. we don't know what it is like it's not mutant, and Xavier the whole time is like, it's not, it's not a mutant. I don't, I don't know what this is. Like, it's an, it is basically like, you're dealing with a with mutant kind, in a way like they understand they have full agency as mutants, mm-hmm. but this is not a, this is an extraneous like demonic force mm-hmm. that they have to fight against, and they're not 100 percent sure what it is. And then it comes to find out that it's just been magic. That magic made a deal, unfortunately, and it's starting to unravel on her. And she hasn't lived up to her side of the bargain and Mm -hmm. so it is basically like it's like oh the mansion is descending into hell so we need to figure that out Mm -hmm. oops yeah it's not bad yeah that's cool but yeah it definitely would be like a second or third movie just because we so so we know the characters a little bit more now that i know more now that you've told me more about i'm really trying i'm really trying to embrace if i don't know something and just admitting it yeah and it's like it's still there's it's still kind of like freaks me out a little bit every time i do it oh it's okay to not know something. Well, we get paid to know stuff sometimes. No, we get paid to talk about things, Jay. That's fair. That is fair. That make uh, things up and make. But now that I know jokes. more about that storyline, the more I'm like frustrated that we didn't get this trilogy, or uh, you know, I'm frustrated we didn't get a good movie to begin with. But now I'm frustrated we didn't get this trilogy because it could have been cool. Yeah. Hey, but you know, Disney, Marvel, MCU, they they has there's, there's an opportunity for something good here. Yeah. Okay. Pitch four. This is the first thing that I thought of. <laughs> um. And this is, this is this is brand, this is not off a comic thing, because I was like, okay, how do we make a, like an X Men horror film? Yeah. But 
I don't want to kill anybody. Okay. Because like Infernal Key in the mansion, no one can like not many. You know, we need red shirts and stuff like that. Yeah. You need, yeah. But if it's in the city, like a bunch of just red shirt people can just die in the background to like to have the horror and like this the scariness of like, hey, the threat, the the, the stakes are high. Random people are dying. Yeah. We, need, we gotta quash this thing. So, but if we have a horror film with X Men, like what makes it horror is that people's lives are threatened, and usually that is shown by characters dying. Uh-huh. So how do we do that with X-Men, who I don't want to kill? Do you know the movie April Fool's? No. So it's a horror film back in the 80s, I believe. Okay. Where uh, so basically I think every, like people are invited to like this rich girl's mansion, and it's a bunch of high school kids, and then all of a sudden everyone starts dying, and it gets really spooky scary, and like there's one person left, and they're about to die, and then it turns out April Fools, we're all actually fine. Oh, it was just one big, big prank. Prank. So my thought oh. would be, what if something along the lines of something along the lines of like our 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 new mutants or whatever? Like I was because you know are like or maybe like the Hellions, right? Using off using yours a little bit. Yeah. The Hellions are kind of being bullies to a few of the kids. Yeah, and. Uh, and then I think like maybe like it has to be like the first time they're all there, like the first school year. And Kitty Pride is as an instructor or maybe as a student is not there yet. No one can know about Shadow Cat. Okay. Um, what? That'll get to it. So like, there's some bullying stuff. You know, they kind of counsel like, hey, but you can't. You know, that's yeah. this isn't the way. This is not how you resolve issues about stuff like that. And so it turns out ultimately the, the whole scope of the thing is that. Um, some of the students get a couple of the teachers to be like, maybe it's, you know, tis the season. Maybe we just scare the crap out of these kids and use our powers to spook the hell out of them. And so like Kitty pride could show up as one of the instructors would be like, Oh, Kitty. Yeah, this is great here. Put on this gown. We're going to paint you a little white. Just Just put your hair down in front of you. Yes. Perfect just face through this tv like she can be a ghost like so everyone starts using their powers to like you know storm can like blow things and gene can like lock their powers down so it's like kind of a lighthearted romp of of pranking Is yes that- but like we will go through the mansion and we'll see a bunch of the characters who were in like the first act like killed yeah like storm is dead like xavier is found murdered like all these people are like they're we're the only ones left and they can start getting picked off one by one yeah until there's like a couple you know one or two left until like they finally kind of get them. Down. I was like, so you're never actually in any danger. This is, you know, professor pride. She's like her, she can face through stuff. Like they let, like let them in. It's like, Hey, don't bully. It's not, but like the whole thing can be set up. Like w- the audience may know like, Oh, wait a second. That's kitty. Pro- oh, I see what's happening. She's acting like she's a ghost when she's just floating through things. Like <laughs> that's a little wacky. It's a little wacky, <laughs> but I didn't want to kill any X-Men. Yeah, I get it. But, yeah. but it could be spooky scary with like, it's you know, so funny. X- no other comic book like franchise really likes to kill characters more than X-Men. They I think. really double. Well, they have so many of them <laughs> so they can so, do so it. Many. But like for some reason, it's funny that that's the property that likes to kill their characters a lot. And it's the one where I feel the most emotion when they do. Like I'm still yeah. mad they killed they punked Cyclops the way that they did. Like if I ever met James Marsden, I'm gonna be like, hey, they punked you so hard and I'm still mad about it. Yes. They also didn't they yeah. But he's already right, he man. was a great cast he for that role cast. and they didn't know what to do with him. And they never know what to do with Cyclops and it's a bummer because I think there's a lot there. Yeah. Huh. 
Because Cyclops is awesome. That's He's the, awesome. But that's also the problem with X-Men sometimes, is that there's so many characters that they don't have to write all of them well. It's true. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's like, ah, they never really wrote, they didn't figure out how to write Cyclops until like the 2000s, I would argue. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then they really figured it out. Um, yeah. Man, and astonishing when uh, him and Emma, when he like finally like, they deal with like why he can't control his powers and like what's actually going on there. It's so good. It's so good. I'm, I got lost in a rabbit hole. I okay. forgot what I was talking about. I just got really excited about it. Cool. Cyclops. Uh, all right. Pitch five. Uh, it's a res- it's Resident Evil. Oh, okay. But our new mutants are trapped in Mr. Sinister's labs. Oh, that's good. That's good. They got to fight a bunch of monstrosities. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh-huh. and then, so it's a little bit like it's a little bit like Resident Evil, a little aliens esque, but like it's Mr. Mr. Sinister's. You know, they go on a mission, and they find them kind of like with the first Resident Evil. They go on a mission, they find themselves trapped in the mansion. Yep. Oh wait, uh, you know, cut off from everybody, and then but like everything's going down. These monsters start getting released, and like oh, it's Daniel. You know, uh, Mr. Sinister's making plans and making moves, but these things are out and like, it's an ab- one of his abandoned labs. And That's like, fun. Oh no, That's fun as we're hell. locked in. Like How do we, the hell do we get out of here? Maybe magic's not there because she could limbo or, you know, just so we can, because we need to have that horror element of our characters or are trapped here. Mr. They have Sinister to deal this. Understands what limbo is and built this lab in a place where limbo is just like a box. Like it's cut off. Like it's cut. This place is cut off from limbo. I don't know. I mean, one of the other things I was thinking of is like, maybe they'll have power dampeners. That's true. Like our, we see our characters have powers and they can use them, but like all of a sudden, no powers. Now they got to figure out how to get out of here. Yeah. Which having a power dampener on is a lot easier than like, at least for me, being like psychologically like. Yeah, we got to utilize that right rah. in order to make sure you don't kill all the fun. <clears throat> sure. Yeah, that's that. I think that's your strongest idea so far. Although the Jubilee's Sabretooth one is just so clean, it's hard to argue with. No, that's really fun. But that could also be like a little one shot of yeah. you know, these five, six characters trapped in a I love it. Abandoned Mr. Sinister lab yeah, that are I would love, being tracked I would, by. Man, just And you can mix and match, you know, different power sets and stuff like that of, you know, because these, these are all just abominations that Mr. Sinister's come up with and now yeah. it's just Yeah, that's good. Okay. Last last pitch. We actually do the Demon Bear story. Okay. We actually just do like they did in the, in the comic. Our, our team is trapped at a uh, like a hospital during a snowstorm or some other type of event, and they're they're full on they're they are at least part of the organization at this point. They're not full on X Men, but like they're yeah, there. yeah they're, they're part of the organization. And this young team finds themselves stranded. Danny went out to fight fight her demons, lost. Yeah, like that's kind of like that's kind of it's in the comics. She goes out to fight the bear, loses. The rest of the next, the rest of the mutants, new mutants, go out and find her, get her to a hospital. The snowstorm hits. Danny's unconscious for most of the, the arc, but she's fighting it mentally while they're fighting it externally. And then we could also just like have their fears popping up as they also go through their own stuff. Yeah, she's she's like completely lost lost control of what's yes. going on. That's that's so clean. That's so clean and so much better. Because also like I don't. Yeah, I, I want to just see them as the new... Like, I want to... Because that would... Them have being part of Xavier's Institute, to me, would, like... Them being isolated from that, like, kind of makes me not care as much. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. Yeah, that's not that's not half bad. Yeah. And it's just them in a spooky old hospital with their fears coming to life. Mm-hmm. Trying to save Danny, yeah. That's that's really clean. It's not bad. Yeah. And you know, and the same basic things happen. They can all have you know their past traumas and stuff come back and Danny can, you know, can figure out her stuff. But like Ileana can't just limbo out because she doesn't want to leave the team. Yeah. Yes, she could leave, but she's not going to. They're her friends. Yes. And in doing so, like her past traumas come up, and like she's got to. And there's a way to make like I I thought. I thought the way they wrote her was kind of like lopsided. I thought a lot of her backstory was interesting, and I thought, but like her being a jerk to everybody, and like her then like coming to their rescue just didn't feel. That was a thing. She what was it? She they they go into the room, and she sees her fears manifest with a Slenderman. And then they come that out, was and then friggin' heavy, which is too. yes, it was. Well, especially when you told me what was actually going on, because I, I didn't connect the dots. Um, and then she was it. It was a uh, what was it? It was Sam and Danny. No, she was strapped down. It was Sam and and uh, Wolfsbane, right? Yeah, in the hallway. And then she just like you got to help us, and Ileon just leaves. And so they yeah. just, now they're just running through the hallway away from the Slenderman. Yes. And then a couple shots later down the hall, no, it's her is Sunspot. Oh, and then they just go downstairs, and then all of a sudden. She just jumps back through a portal with a sword out, killing everybody, which was awesome. But, but it didn't I, make any sense. But we, yeah, we we didn't. It felt have like that, an editing. We didn't have that scene of her. I guess maybe in limbo, making the choice, making the choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, now that I, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, it's just it's kind of stupid. And also, them in her office finding that file so quickly was just like I was like, oh, this is a hatchet job. Yeah, they edited. Well, they, they edited fo- this thing with a with a buzz saw. They used footage from Logan. Yeah, that was fine. I was cool uh, with that. Okay, I mean, I, the, I take, that was kind of fun. Use the footage where you can get it. Like Michael Bay's reused footage from movies all you know all the time. Yeah, but just like oh, well, but I, I was fine with oh. it because it's in universe. Okay, you know what I mean? Sure. It was from another X Men movie. It made sense. Sure. And that's technically where they got X twenty three from. So it's you know. I didn't think that was terrible. But for me, if you're going to do that, just put X-23 in your movie. Yes, please. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love Wolfsbane, but it could have been X-23. Or put both of them. Who cares? Yeah, why not? Who cares? Or, I'm giving you another pitch right now. Pitch seven. Um, You have the New Mutants escape from this Essex Corporation, mm-hmm. and they are being hunted by X-23. Ooh. And it becomes about them having to fight against her, but also trying to get her like to eventually join the New Mutants. Mm-hmm. I know she's more of... She actually lands more on the Avengers side of the fence than she does in the X-Men universe, but whatever. Um, hmm, that's not bad either. Okay. There's a lot you can do with the X-Men. It's a, it's a rich <sighs> universe with lots of amazing stories and characters. It's one of maybe my favorite IPs, like, full stop. Yeah. And it's just... X Men is much like Pokemon. Follow me. Uh oh. No, uh, it is one of those IPs where the idea, the the core concept of it, mm-hmm. and the core heart of it creatively mm-hmm. is so good that I will continue to be abused by it until the end of time. <laughs> Fair enough. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, wow, X Men is so awesome, and there's so like the core of it is so friggin cool and i love it that i will put up with so many bad story arcs i will put up with so many bad movies i will like continue to come back to it pokemon 
refuses to make a good game. <laughs> they refuse. They refuse to be a good games company, but the IP is so strong that I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think we have a good idea of where of how we could fix this. Yeah. I feel like we did it. We did do it. Oof. A little di- different, but we we still did it. Um we still got there. What's what's our what's our episode next week? Uh Jay, we are going to be fixing season one of Miss Marvel. Oh yeah, another mutant. Another uh, the first mutant in the MCU. Yeah, next even week. though she's an inhuman, but whatever. Yeah, it makes more sense. She was supposed to be a mutant, so it makes more sense that she's a mutant. I it, uh, it does make more sense that she's a mutant. It's frustrating she's not an inhuman. However, the Inhumans television show was so bad that I do not blame them for trying to from walking away from that concept completely. It was truly the worst thing they've ever made. It's I understand why they were like, "We're done with this," and I'd be like, "Cool, we never liked the Terrigan Mist to begin with." You should have just stuck with what you were doing with Agents of Shield. That was actually kind of okay. Whatever. Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. We're gonna fix season one of Miss Marvel. Normally, uh, you know, we, I, we we talked about it, and I was like, I'm not gonna offer any challenges because this is an entire television show we had to fix. Yes. The only thing we're, uh, the only caveat or the rule I guess we're having for it is we got to keep the bangle. Keep the bangle. We got to keep the bangle because we, we don't know what the they had clearly have plans for that bangle. Yes. So, but we so we don't know what those plans are yet. So we're gonna keep the bangle. But other than that, are we keeping? Uh, Within the bangle, are yes. we keeping the the or like what her powers actually are? Are we keeping the multidimensional aspect, or is no, that? In I think flux? we just keep the bangle. Okay, that's the fine. Ba- the bangle unlocks her ability. Sure, is her ability still? Is it still like embiggen through shapes and stuff? A hard light energy as it starts. Yeah, uh, maybe that's your, that's your choice to make. Just the yeah. bangle is the thing that unlocks it. Okay. That's all. Honestly, that's all we need. Yeah. Because <laughs> that bangle's got something to do with something. We don't know what yet. But other than that, she's from Jersey City. She is from Jersey City. She's your now. She's now your hometown hero. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Protect, protecting those streets. Woo. <laughs> Woo. All right, you guys. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you're catching this on YouTube, uh, you know what to do. Like, subscribe, hit that bell, do that YouTube that you do so well. And if you're catching this wherever you catch your podcast, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a quick review, uh, maybe give us five stars, please. Uh, you know, I just like reading them. It's fun, and it definitely helps the show. Not that any podcasting uh, application of any kind really has a good metric on how to find new shows. It's truly very frustrating. Apple Podcasts refuses yeah. to be a good service to use, but <laughs> what can you do? What can you do? Um, they always say it helps, and I'm like, I'm not sure if it does, but it you know, us. what can you we do? We like feeling good about it ourselves. May, you know what? It helps our morale. Yeah. So if if only for that, go for it. Yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you guys next week for Mrs. Marvel, and as we end every one of these episodes, heartbreak feels good. In a place like this. It's the giant glowing blue blade you don't see coming. Especially when it gets really big. That's the thing. Like like there's a big freaking like buster sword side. That's just. The CG was so cool. Yeah. It looked so awesome when her eyes went blue. I was like, this rules, but I hate this movie. Well, she had a great line. She goes, careful, it's magic. And she turns the camera. So am I. Awesome. It's so. (laughs) When Cannonball Gibbles was, I was like, this was rad. I I hate that. 
It's so frustrating. I hate this movie. We gotta go. We'll talk to you. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, peaches. Welcome to Preview. Nope. <laughs>